It's time for another edition of the Sports Chumps on 88.1 FM, W-E-L-H. Ortiz fights it off center field. Damon running to the plate, and he can keep on running to New York. Look, if you had one shot, one opportunity... Seize everything you ever wanted One moment Did you capture it? Just let it slip Yo, yo Welcome back to the Sports Chumps on 88.1 FM, W-E-L-H, Providence. My name is Mikey Nails. My broadcast partner is Dean the Dream. And we have reached a milestone, episode number 50. Almost a year. Two more episodes. We're going to be a year deep. Dean the Dream, it's been an honor going all year long with you. We started out a little slow, but we kicked it in. We're crushing it. Uh, we have a lot of supporters out there. We're obviously going to have other people that don't want to listen to the show, but that's fine. They can just go get a computer and do their own podcast. But we want to uh, say a big thank you to all the supporters all year long. Without them, there would be no sports jumps. No, I agree with that. Well put. And um, as I always say, I don't care if it's 50 episodes, 100 episodes, we're still always building the brand, learning, learning each other learning about things that go on in sports, different situations that happen, whether it's good, bad, indifferent. But um, we're always working hard to get better and improve this and, uh, and get it to where we want to get. Big, big milestone. I think uh, a year of doing podcasts, uh, we've improved immensely. Um, I'll speak for myself because you really don't need any improvement. You just, you're just a sports guy. I don't know about that, but well, okay. I do. Thank you. I do. Um, uh, you've carried the show many shows. I've I've actually carried you maybe a couple of times. I can say one thing to be funny right now. It's 50 later and the chair still jostles. Chair still me, jostling. Certain things are going to be what they are. Nails. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be the show without the chair jostling. Absolutely. Nails, white hat on backwards, white headphones, nice match. The head, uh, the new uh, microphones we picked up a couple of months ago are on the white beige side. So things are good here. We got the flip phone. One, one, four, well, 401 895 That's the, as Nails would say, the sports chumps hotline. <laughs> But um, you can pick us up on Spotify. You can pick us up on iHeartRadio. You can email. It's not Mike or Dean. It's email Mike at thesportschumps at gmail.com. And, of course, as Nails always says to me, what is the what is the website? It's thesportschumps.com, an iconic episode number 5-0. I got to say this. For those of you that don't know, uh, Dean and I have actually known each other for a, a very long time. We just never clicked. Uh, we used to play basketball at the North Providence Boys and Girls Club. 
And did they ever play at the Wanskip Boys Club? I might have played it there with No, I did. Time. And you said, I guess, in the, one of the podcasts last week or the week before, you mentioned that. That's the one on Branch Ave, correct? Yeah. I played there on Sunday mornings, not with you. No. I played with guys from Cranston that used to rent that gym out. So it was a different group. But I played with you on Wanskatucket Ave. Excuse me? Mike Vucci. That was the one on Wanskatucket Ave yeah. heading towards Center Deal. That's North, the one you and yeah, I... Yeah, North Providence Boys And I remember you showed up with a crew. You had the white T-shirt on. You were like kind of running the point. And yes, you were Curry before Curry. <laughs> Over the half-court mark, it was hoisted from like 35. Well, well, not not, not to be... Uh, the half-court at the North Providence Boys and Girls Club was not really a half-court. Right, because like the court was like 70 feet, yeah. so it was 35 and not yeah. 47 yeah. or whatever yeah. it was. Good times so, over there. Yeah, no, really good times. We had a lot of good so runs Reno over there. So Reno Gym, look out because of... You know, it could happen. I might show up one day. Well, they're still working on the remodel. I'm out, I'm out of practice. Oh, you guys are doing outside 90. No, we hours. didn't. Did Sunday morning, there was nothing. You said it was a nice day when I talked to you. I, I, you, you were heading towards NY, and I, I never oh, played. Yeah. So so that's a whole other story for another day. So I'm get, kind of getting out of shape a little bit. without. I didn't have baseball or basketball over the weekend, but I've been pumped for episode 50. This is what it's all about. We thank everybody out there who's supported us from day one, and hopefully it continues going forward. So let me get back to how we met. We met at the Boys Club. We never really clicked. You did your whole sports thing i did my sports thing i faded out with the sports i started playing the records and then uh we clicked back about what five years ago six years ago we didn't start the podcast five six years ago we started talking five six years ago all of that you made me that little chip for my car as i call it the chip that little uh Oh, oh, iPod oh, thing. I, that was old, more than five years ago. I've yeah. had that thing for about six or seven years. So we, we've been friendly from the whole um, DJ customer thing for about close to, I'd say, seven to ten years almost. I, I think so. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. Solid. And, yeah, definitely. And you never know how things are going to come about. And obviously it was during COVID when you mentioned this whole thing about a podcast and I didn't even know what it was. I actually mentioned to you a while back, you gave me some tape, a tape. Way back. I gave you a resume. You said something about Wheeler, of course. Thank you to everyone there at Wheeler who lets us do our thing from Thursday nights from 8 to 9 on WELH 88.1 Providence. We love it. We live for it. And um, yeah, that's kind of how it all started. And I think you started to feel that, that we could do something together with your ability to to do your technical thing and my sports thing. I think that uh, when we clicked our heels, uh, we, we had a winner here. So uh, I want to give a big shout out to Dr. Football. Uh, he was one of our guests on the show. And he is a very special guest, uh, very educated when it comes to football. And we're looking forward to having him back. Yes. Definitely. I, I want to give a special shout out to all the callers. Thank you for calling in. Yep. Without you guys calling, there would be no uh, good times or funny times. No doubt. Uh, we, do have, we do have some, some comedy going on in the show, but then we do have some seriousness. We have some disagreements. And we, oh, at the end of the day, we, 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 we pretty much talk to each other every day. There's been ups and downs, more ups than downs, and we're going to keep it that way. Well put. Well put. Again, sometimes you just say you say the right thing. There's not really much for me to say, and I, of course, what, I don't want to call it dead air, but a little quiet time here. People can hear the the, the jostling jostle. of the chair. Wouldn't it be the show without the jostle? <laughs> if you can't get the cotton out of your ear, because Neil still has the chair jostling, I've given him every opportunity to use all four chairs at the bar in the last 50 episodes, and every chair is jostled. I know he's made the job lock comment. It's it's totally out of the realm. Uh, the chairs are solid. And I'm going to make a strong comment right now. If we hit the two-year mark, I'm buying four new bar chairs from Cotties. Well, that's hardcore. So write that down if you're listening. Oh, that's an aggressive play there. 
It's an aggressive play. <laughs> but this is fun. Episode 50, like you said, two two episodes short of one full season doing this together. And I think a lot of people out there, and I know a lot of people appreciate us, Nails, but I think some, you know, there are people out there that believe that this is just like something you just, yeah, let's just do this. And I don't think they realize what goes into oh. the time and the effort and just being able to actually, with all our, all the things that go on in our personal life, it's difficult to be, and I've seen that tonight with what you've got going on in your life. It's not that easy to just put a show together and put a podcast together. So I'm not, I hate to pat, pat us both on the back, but I'm going to do it. Yeah, the people that doubt us, it's, just, it's an ego trip with them, and me and you don't have egos. I do my thing, and I move on. So that's how life is. Yeah, I've had a feeling toward anybody, but if you don't like us, you don't have to, you don't have to go on this Facebook Live or Spotify and you know, we do. I, I'm going to say this, and I'm not being negative anymore tonight. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of listeners, and we appreciate them listening. And I'm happy that we can make them laugh, and I'm happy that we can make them call in, and I'm happy that they appreciate what we're doing. No, well put. And, and I got to say, it's obviously been an up and down year. I, you know, I don't want to speak for you, but for myself, you know, some good things, some bad things. I don't want to get, you know, dramatic about anything, but the, the podcast has been the one thing, our show, our brand, 88.1, Thursday nights, 8 to 9. That, that's what's really important. And being able, being able to do this once a week, looking forward to it. I I've, I've, I can honestly tell you from episode one to episode 50, uh, I'm, I'm more invested in it now than I've ever been. And I, and I just believe, I believe in it and I believe it can go somewhere. And, uh, can, and hopefully if we can do the right thing and catch a break here and there, could, it hanging. could change our lives. All right. All right, Nails with the fist bump. Early innings here on the Chumps. Episode 50. It doesn't get any better than this. I asked him about the number 50 in the pregame. I got one He person. says he's got one. I'm going to let one. him rock it. I don't and even, then I'm going to chuck it back his way. I'm probably wrong, but the only thing that comes okay. to I didn't Google anything. Oh, I'm so glad that you did. No, I'm glad. I don't care. This the only guy I can think of that wore 50 is Greg Anthony. Okay, his son Cole Anthony, as Neil said about 10 podcasts ago during the All-Star Weekend, he was wearing Timberlands while he was throwing down dunks in the dunk contest, but his dad did play at UNLV for Talk the Shock and went on to play for the New York Knicks, and he was number 50. He's the only guy. But you know what? I'm going to throw a couple of 50s at you. Yep. And you're, basketball or football? Um, uh, basketball, I don't have much. Yeah. Corey Maggette, I'm lame on nah, that one. Corey but I'm going to tell you. playing at three on three. I'm going to give you. Yeah, I'm going to give you one football player that you're going to you're gonna resonate with because it's your era and you lived it and you Is loved it. Someone, it. someone with Chicago Bears? You got it. Yeah. You got it, brother. Uh, you got it. Wow. So you're right on to it. All right. So before I get into who that is, I'm going to give you, I'm going to make you laugh. Um, My comical number 50 was Yasek Duder off the uh, the 1987 Final Four Friar team. They used to throw him out there for the jump ball and he never sniffed (laughs) it again. Steve Wright used to play the bulk of the minutes. He was stocking shelves at BJ's a few years later, but that's okay. You do whatever (laughs) you have to do to earn a living. ELH, 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 episode 50. We justify ear time. Um, The two Patriot that I'm going to, the two Patriots that I'm going to mention, I know you just nodded your head. I have to do it because yep. football's a big 50s number. Yep. And they, they were both linebackers. I'm going to go with Mike Vrabel, yep. who helped the Patriots win three Super Bowls. And and uh, he had the sack on Kurt Warner, or the about-to-be sack in the first Super Bowl, where Ty Law ended up with the pick and took it to the house. Mike Vrabel, who you had on a banana peel last year with Tennessee, even though he had the stash going on from boogie nights. He's solid. Three titles with the Pats, and he wore 50. And, of course, a poor man's version of Mike Vrabel a few years ago was Rob Ninkovich. He helped the Patriots as a linebacker to two more Super Bowls. So those are my two Patriots. Is Ninkovich running the 40 and a 4-2? 
All right, Mikey Neal's alluding to the combine again. Dr. Football, he's worried about Cole Strange. We're worried about pancaking and tackling at the left at the left guard position. We don't care what your 40 time is. Um, two more guys. Adam Wainwright, he's still pitching for the St. Louis Cardinals today and leading the league in wins right now for the St. Louis Cardinals. He's been a winner and he's a, he's a World Series champion, I think, twice, 2006, 2011 with the St. Louis Cardinals. But number 50, you said the Chicago Bears, and it doesn't get any better than this, from the 86 Bears that destroyed the Patriots, it's of course Mike Singletary. Yeah. And I don't think you can get any better than Mike Singletary at the football position. Did so. you ever see the 30 for 30 on, was it the 86 Bears it was called? Was it the, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Did you ever yeah. see that 30 for yeah. 30? Yeah, yeah. That, that 30 for 30, when they had that coach on, I forgot his name, uh, the older not, guy. No, not, 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 I didn't like not, him. Not, not Buddy Ryan. Who? Buddy Ryan? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like Buddy Ryan. No, but. He just always talked. But there, there yeah. was a part in that, in that. Uh, 30 for 30s. Yeah. If no one's ever watched it, yeah. please watch the 86 Bears 30 for 30 in ESPN. I, I'm not, well, I guess I'm an emotional person, but I, I wear my heart on my sleeve, but I tend to hold back the tears. They did that, I watched that whole episode, that whole 30 for 30 from getting to end, and what they did for Buddy Ryan at the end of that 30 for 30 made me cry. Okay. And, and, oh, yeah, yeah, and I'm going to yeah, say yeah, this, yes, and, yes, what, yes. and what Jim McMahon, I know you're not a McMahon fan, I am, what he goes through with uh, CTE? No, you're right. It's awful. No, it's, it's a lot of these guys, obviously, from that era, it's, you know, they've declined in health. But I know you're a big Jim McMahon fan. And I know the whole thing with Buddy Ryan is, of course, he likes to, he always liked to talk about himself. God rest his soul. His son, you know, of course, Rob Ryan, Rex Ryan, they both were in the coaching ranks. All, all good things here, but Rick, uh, Buddy Ryan was was always bragging about the fact that when they won the championship, they picked him up and took him off the field because that was the thing about their defense. And, of course, Mike, Get Mike Ditka was the head coach of that yeah. team, but a lot of people believe that they were world champions because of Buddy, Buddy Ryan. Ryan. And, of course, they called it the 46 defense because that was the style mm -hmm. that they played yeah. with Singletary and Otis Wilson and Gary Fensick and the whole night. They had all the guys, Leslie Frazier, who ended up going on to be a coach. And it's just they, that was a great football team in the Patriots got absolutely destroyed in that yeah. Super Bowl. Dicker was an animal for a coach as he is. Went on, he softened. Yeah. He softened up a little Well, obviously, if you saw the last couple of years when he was an analyst for ESPN, you could start, start to see that he was declining in health and yeah. then kind of, you know, losing his noodle a little bit. And, yeah. of course, we hope he's okay right I now. I want to give a, a shout-out uh, to Steve McMichael, yeah. who played for the 86 Bears. He was on that defense. Sorry I didn't mention him. Yes. I apologize. And, and he, he, he then revolved into wrestling, which you don't care about. I'm not going to get into it, but he is very sick right now. I believe, I'm not sure what the disease he has, but he okay. is in poor health. And I want to give a big shout out to, to Steve McMichael. And he was part of the reason why they won that. that, that All right, game. it's episode 50, Nails and Dream. We get to do whatever we want here. It's, it's an iconic episode, and we're doing shout-outs to people over the last year or over our lifetimes, anybody who's maybe struggling with health or anything that's going on. And, of course, Steve McMichael, number 76, was on that vaunted 46 Mongo. defense with, of course, Otis Wilson and the boys. That, that was a great, great football team. And, um, the, again, as the Patriots squished the fish to get there, um, Grogan and Eason, they, they had a lot of issues in that Super Bowl. They were all tooted up in that Super Bowl. That's that's the rumor. I and mean, we won't get into how they were tooted up, but they were tooted up. We could say tooted up on the Pats or the other Bears? No, the Pats. 
Well, it came out in the Boston Globe like the next day that like seven Patriots were like involved in something. It was like Stefan starring. Irvin Fry was the lead man. <laughs> I got to be careful what I said. Spencer Haywood, we did it in winning time. Dream's going to be careful. Nails had a long day today. Can't afford any edits. Late night on the sports chumps here. I don't want to put him out of his misery. He's been good. He's been a trooper here. Back, forth, back, forth. But here we are doing episode 50. Sports chumps, Irvin Dream Fryer. and wow. Nails. Yeah, Irvin Fry was the lead man. It was Stefan starring. Tony Collins was in a ditch somewhere. They didn't know if he was alive or not. There were a lot of things happening. Nails, humid by the whole thing. It wasn't funny. The Pats and Raymond Berry, they got blasted like I think it was 46-10. And I think I told you this on an early podcast. Do you know that to this day, Mike Ditka felt so bad, and you and I both love sweetness, Walter oh, Payton. Yeah, just... He, he just never got over the fact that like he got caught up in the game. He gave the ball to the fridge on the goal line, and he never gave Walter Payton a chance to score a touchdown in that Super Bowl, and everybody still talks that about that to this day. That was a big topic in the 30 for 30. Oh, it was? Yeah. And yeah. then they did they did a they did yeah. a uh, thirty for thirty on sweetness. Can I ask you? Well, I was going to ask you a question. So when they did this particular thirty for thirty, was sweetness already gone, or was he interviewed on this? I think he was no, gone. He, he was passed. He passed. All right, because he passed in like ninety nine. He's been gone a long time. Did you ever so. see his training regimen? What he did? It, it's I just can't imagine. I know. I know. It, I know. Uh, in the I know. Jerry Rice used to run up and down the, the like the, you know the mountains and that's do what his yeah. Walter Payton did. The guy yeah. was just chiseled. I mean, he was he was class he was a specimen. He was class. His son, and the, Jack, the other guy that yeah. had a phenomenal. Training uh, procedure was uh, Herschel Walker. Guy was doing like five thousand push-ups. I'm not exactly. No, I mean his body was just. Re- Sweetness was a little more ripped. Yeah. Herschel was big. He was broad shouldered. Only I problem mean, with Herschel, he could run a straight line side to side, lateral, no good. Well, it's funny. I'm obsessed with the chumps, and all they do is listen to episodes to try to build the brand. And it's exactly what you echoed in one of our old podcasts. You said straight line, wonderful yeah. side to side. Forget yeah. it, Herschel, and it's not happening. Nah, stop breaking. He break his own. Knees. But at Georgia, that's all he had to do was run straight lines, yeah. and he ran no. them to the to the national championship yeah. 41 years ago. And of course, he, they he, finally won another championship. This past season, he, beating Nick Saban. He's not sidestepping anybody. No, no. he's not he's hurting not anybody. Sanders. This isn't the replacements with uh with Hackman on the sidelines. Dream and nails early innings here on the Chumps episode fifty. We still have a lot to talk about, but we're gonna like limit some of our segments tonight and just kind of free form and enjoy episode fifty. You can call us at eight nine five nine seven nine one. We're gonna talk Celtics. It's been an exciting week. Celtics are in the finals, getting ready for Golden State. We are going to reflect back on the Celtics and Heat in Game 7. And we are locked into 88.1 FM, WELH Providence, to the Sports Chumps, Episode 50. You can check out all of our podcasts up on our website. Our website is thesportschumps.com. Click on that Spotify link. Go to all the podcasts. Number 50 will be up by Thursday. You can also go to iHeartMedia and just search the Sports Chumps. Questions, concerns, or comments, email Micah Dean at the sports chumps at gmail.com. Sports Chumps phone number 401-895-9791. You could call today, Tuesday, up probably until about 10 o'clock, 10 p.m. Uh, let's get right into the Boston Celtics, why not them? That was what you kept saying. You kept saying, why not them? I know it was a problems college thing. Why not them? Boston Celtics are in. The championship. They uh, put the Miami Heat away, one hundred to ninety-six. Um, Jason Tatum had a heck of a game. Uh, I believe the hot beat to that team is Marcus Smart. Every tandem has a Batman and Robin, and right now the Batman is Jason Tatum. I'm still trying to decide in my head if the Robin is Jalen Brown or Marcus mm. Smart. I can't. Yeah. 
put my finger on it. Yeah, I don't, I, I'm not going to argue it, but I would believe that people would still say that it's it's JT and JB, and then that Marcus is sort of that um, the X factor, the guy who does all the lunch peel stuff and does the dirty work. But I would still say when you talk about Batman and Robin, and of course Pippen and Jordan, or Jordan and Pippen, were the number one one-two combos that I've ever seen in my lifetime, I would think that if you had to look at the Celtic roster, you would say it's JT, then JB. And of course, Smart would be the third guy. Who's Magic's? Kareem? Earlier on, oh, wow. so, James Worthy. So who's I like? I'd say that I'd say um until the Byron. I'd say at the beginning of it it would be no. It's, I'd say from rookie year it was still Kareem's yeah. team, so it would be Kareem Magic, mm-hmm. and then as Magic as Kareem started to um age, I would say you know of course it morphed into more of Magic's team, and it was Magic and then Worthy down yeah. the stretch. Yeah, I don't think Byron Byron would be a nice third piece, but I would never never put him in that level. He was a nice player, but not not Worthy a made superstar. a very stupid comment. Um, on Twitter, he said that uh, uh, all the basketball players, all they do is tweet, and and he said all they do is tweet and uh, talk trash. Yeah. Now you're talking about James Worthy, who, who got arrested for a couple of things. He should stay in his lane. Yeah, and I noticed you're not saying what he got yeah. arrested for. You're trying to be clean here. And also, he he sh- he shouldn't. You know, people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. And also, he doesn't realize that back in the day they didn't have. They didn't have cell phones back when he played. So let alone so, let alone social media. How do we know that he wouldn't have done the same thing? And obviously, like you said, he hasn't been perfect off the court. No. So if the worst thing is that a guy tweets or Twitter or something, it's not the worst thing in the world. Worthy, worthy, um, worthy wasn't Kareem wasn't perfect. No, Cooper wasn't. Well, Cooper, no. The only perfect guy in that team was AC Green. He was a reverend. Okay, episode 50 here on the Chumps. He decided to wait. I have no problem with that. He's a better man than I am. AC Green, the Reverend. Okay, I can't get too specific. ELH, ELH, ELH. I respect the airtime, but AC Green decided to wait until it was like, until he said I do. And I respect it. <laughs> but no, I, I know where you're going with this. But let's let's jump let's jump into this Celtics Heat game, 196 Celtics, and uh, of course it, it, they tried to blow it with, with a 13 point lead with three oh, minutes and 35 I, seconds I was to having, go. First of all, I want to say congratulations to Jason Tatum for winning the what's the Larry Bird Trophy that it's did? new, so I can't tell it? you it's it's brand new. So it's basically the equivalent of like say in baseball, who's the MVP of the ALCS? Okay. So that would be the MVP of the Eastern Conference okay. Finals. And I believe... So it's always uh, fitting that yes. it goes to JT. And I believe last week, Steph Curry got it. And it was the Magic Johnson Award. So it's Johnson, Bird, and they're trying to... Listen, you always say that like the, you know these new school players, they don't get it with the old school players. I think that's a way of rekindling that whole yeah. old school thing and keeping the memory going on. I thought maybe Bird was going to be there to actually give the award. Nice. But it was Cornbread Maxwell who was, who was doing the award. Yeah, what was that? What was that all about? <laughs> So he was the Celtic representative for the Celtic well, side. That and doesn't even make sense. And he said, like, damn Celtics. And I know we can't actually say that on ELH, but it was, come on. Like, you're throwing cornbread on there. Like, at least bring LB in to do it. I don't know if Magic gave it to Curry last week. I don't think he did. So the award was very small, but it depicts who was the best player in the conference finals. And it was it was JT. Uh, JT did tweet um, Kobe Bryant. And he said, I got you in the tweet. Yeah, and of he course I. Up, he did the yeah, and of course I asked you what you thought of the whole. Yeah. I noticed he had the purple, the purple yeah. arm being down yeah. with the twenty four. Uh, I think I, you okay listen, with that? I, I, listen, I respect Kobe Bryant. I yeah. think he's one of the top five players of all time. Yeah, I'm not, we're not going to get into that. Yeah, but at some point, at some point, we have to let it go 
and we have to focus on the new players. I, I get it. Jordan's the greatest. LeBron, Jason Tatum, and all that. And we could go on and on. And they, what's his name's coming back uh, from Duke? I, I, I mentioned it to you. They're giving him his full contract. The guy didn't play for one year. That's, that's, right, but don't you like the new school guy not forgetting the old school guy? No, I do like the new school guys not forgetting the old school guys. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I appreciate that. I think what I'm trying to say is the tragic death that Kobe had, and we keep bringing up Kobe, you have to let it just, it's good. Like, he was the greatest, probably one of so the greatest Lakers. you'd rather see him not come up then anymore. Is that yeah, because you, yeah, I think okay. it just brings back, it just triggers bad memories. Well, of course, when I think about him going down in a plane crash, yeah. I am devastated by it. Yeah. But I think, like, if you keep his memory going, yeah. and you keep him at, obviously, you just said top five, we could do that for another day. Mm. I say top ten, but definitely in the top ten. He's, he's, yeah. he's iconic. You know, yeah. with all the rings and all that, but uh, five Stop rings. Stop comparing LeBron to Kobe. No, forget that. I mean, I'm with you on to that. But, to, but to, to Jordan. The guy had five rings. He and was then you're talking about Steph Curry and Larry Bird. And no, 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 no. I understand where you're coming from on that, but I mean, I don't want to just like, I don't want to forget him. And I think that the fact that we saw that on his ambient, I thought that was a nice touch yeah. on Tatum's part. And he went out with, uh, you know, obviously 26 points in 46 minutes. He got the Celtics over the hump despite some spotty and some questionable decisions down the stretch by the Celtics. And of course, Marcus Smart hoisting up threes late in the game when they had a huge lead. That was scary. I will never understand um, the the decisions where you have a layup. And I know what you're going to say. You have a layup. You're, you're up. You're up by 13 points. And you have a layup. It's a, it's a bunny. It's a bunny. You're just going to make it. And they kick it out to yeah. three-point land. Yeah, and they're shooting it's... mississiles. And they're just... Yeah, they're bricks. They're building houses. That's the game today. And I think, Nails, is, you're alluding to a lot of times when it seems like guys penetrate, you look like you're in the paint and you're saying, I, you kind of, three you're feet, 13. From, four feet from the hoop, you got a bunny, like you're kicking it for a 20-footer. But it seemed like it seemed like Brown and Tatum in that last, Brown and Tatum in those last three minutes did not want the ball in their hands. They look like very passive. And every time Miami decided in a very smart on their part, to go for those double teams. It looked like Tatum and Brown couldn't wait. It was like a hot potato. They couldn't wait to get rid of the ball. And it seemed like it always ended up in Marcus Smart's hand for a, for a, for a long jump shot. And I, I have no problem with the fact that he shot the ball because even Cornbread said it. When you're open, you kind of have to shoot the ball. But it seemed to me like a few of those instances, you had 16 and 17 seconds on the shot clock. It looked like the Celtics were playing not to lose instead of to win that basketball game. And it seemed like to me they could have done a lot better managing the clock but still playing to to be assertive and get the ball to the basket and you know get a couple of couple of easy hoops. But on the flip side, I will say Marcus did get fouled late in that game. It did make the two free throws that iced the game. So we'll give him credit for that. I want to correct myself. I do respect uh, Jason Tatum for having a tribute to Kobe Bryant, but I think at some point we have to let Kobe Bryant rest, be at I, peace. I understand. I understand. I don't know if I'm making sense. I, I think Kobe Bryant loved the game so much and would love. I, I I think as he's looking down, I think he would actually. And I agree with you, but I think he would love to see that, like you yeah, know, that absolutely. nobody has forgotten him. No, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to bed tonight. I'm gonna. I'm gonna die because I said that. No, one. no, no. I don't think you should. And I I respect what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, but also understand like if Kobe's looking down, he's saying, "Wow, the Celtics. That's the team I hated. I wanted to beat them so bad. I lost to Pierce in the finals that year. I beat him in 2010. But I, that was the rivalry. And I got a Celtic guy on the court in the Eastern Conference finals with my arm being on it's purple with a green uniform on I think he'd be happy I think he'd like that yeah right well, yeah. what do you think I think I think I think I'm just giving you a spin I'm playing devil's I think advocate he, I here. think I yeah. think I think that he would like it but let me let me go back to the older generation 
All right, I'm trying to think who maybe passed away when Larry Bird and Magic Johnson were playing. Uh, let's okay, let's let's talk about um, who who was a, a phenomenal basketball player that passed away that like they played Larry uh, Moses Malone. Let's talk about Moses All right. Malone. Okay, okay, Moses Malone helped the Sixers. We talked about this win the championship, but Larry Bird's not going on the court with the Philadelphia 76ers no. armband saying, "Well, that's pra- praise to praise." To Moses Malone. No, you're right. That's not. That's the whole. It's a different. It's yeah. a different world we live in today, too. So yeah. I, I can see the good in it, but I understand where you're coming from. These the guys that like you know what? I'm gonna cut your heart out, and we'll worry. We'll worry about it later. We're not friends right yeah. now. So there's no. After, yeah. After the game, say yeah. hey, you know what? I want to. This is dedicated to Kobe. Yeah. No, I like it. I like. I like where you're coming from. But you you know obviously nails. You look at this game seven, the Celtics, and a lot of people, and I laugh because the media is going nuts the last couple of days. As before, we stop previewing the finals. Everybody's going crazy around Boston after like. There's been years where the Celtics always co- seem to come up short. Whether it was yeah. Ainge at the helm, whether it was always whatever almost. it was, they always seem to be almost. Yeah, exactly. And you're saying this team's underachieving. And I'm, I apologize to everyone out there. Three months ago, I said blow it up. I didn't say trade everybody, but I said JB, somebody's got to go in a package. Yeah, we had that. And obviously, we waited it out, and this is the result of it. They're in the finals. I love their defense. I love this team right now. But I, but I will say this: you look at like the way this team played. Down the stretch in these games, they look like they were just like, I don't know. They look like they were lost out there and didn't know how to win basketball games. But it does seem like they have this, and I've said it before, the intestinal fortitude to find a way to win. You think they're going to win game six at home and wrap up a series, and they can't find, they can't get it done. And every time you think they're going to go back on the road, and I tell you I write them off, their nails, they're done. You said, well, they haven't played the game yet. Relax. They didn't play the game yet, and here they are. They go out in game seven in a hostile environment, and they win a game despite the fact that they look bad down the stretch. But around here, in the New England media, people are going crazy and they're killing them right now after all the times that they've come up short and the media gives them a pass saying, oh, it was a good year for the Celtics. Now they make it to the finals and everybody's acting like they lost the other night. Oh, they barely won. They did. If We had this discussion. I know you want to talk about it, so I'll let yeah. you bring it up. Jimmy Buckets. I'll let you bring it up. Yeah, I mean, I just I, I just wanted your take on the fact that, like, you know, obviously he comes down on the break. There you got about 15 seconds left. He's in a he's in a rhythm. They're down two. I believe, you know, and of course, if you saw Average Al on the play, he's sort of, like, reverting back towards the basket. He's afraid he's, he's giving him the three-point shot. Right. And, of course, and I, you know, I, what I think about Butler, I think he's a great player. And, of course, he was dialed in in this game. He's been good in the – he's been great in the big games. And he's had a couple of bad games because of the knee and all that. But I just looked at this situation and I said to you, you know, I said to you, do you think that was a bad shot? Because obviously, if he makes it, he's a hero. But if he misses it, it's like you, you, all, you, you, that you threw everything in there. It was all your cards, all your chips. I think a superstar player that's in that situation, they're slowing. See, what 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 a lot of these players can't do is what the older generation did was they looked at the bigger picture. I know it's a rush thing because you don't think there's a lot of time left, and they took a step back and they thought about the process of, gee, we're at home. If I tie it up and we go to overtime, we're going to win. Or do I be the hero and take the three? Now, is he a rhythm player? Yes. Is he a three-point shooter? No. He didn't make a lot of threes in the series. He can make threes, but he's not a three-point shooter. He's not a three-point shooter. Me, the coach, there was no timeouts. It was just one of those processes where you just got to go and you're either going to take the three or you're going to make the layup. I think that if they thought about it, the situation, if they took a step back and they thought about it and they went for the two, because he had an open lane, he would have just made the layup. Yeah. Now the Celtics, they, they're panicking. 
I think they're hosed either way, yeah, whether he makes it, it or whether he goes for two and he ties it. Either way, the Celtics not, are toast. Miami's winning. Yes. If he makes the two, or make, obviously if yes. he makes the three. Because the Celtics looked gassed. Yes. And you give the ball to who we think are superstars and they're giving it up. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. If 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 I if this if I'm Jordan, if I'm Magic, if I'm Bird, I'm gonna even not say them. If I'm LeBron, if I'm Steph Curry, if I'm if I'm Luca, if I'm uh, give me somebody else, give me give me somebody else. John Morant. Uh, give me John Morant, and I, there's 30 seconds left, and I have to make the shot. I'm taking the shot with 30 seconds left. I'm not giving it to Marcus Smart. Right. Stop it. Yeah. Be who you are. And I thought it was crazy, too, and he missed the shot. Jalen Brown was underneath the basket. It wasn't an easy rebound to Corral, but he just, like, whacked it, tapped it out. And it's like, why are you tapping it out to the three-point line? If there, was a, if there was a heat player there, he wasn't looking. He just, like, whacked it out. Grabbed the ball. At that point, there wasn't, like, two seconds left. There was still, like, 5.6 seconds left. Yeah. So why wouldn't you just grab the ball instead of tapping it out? If there was a heat player there, it could have been a jumper for Lowry or a three. I'm just saying you would give him another possession. And of course, they fouled and Marcus Smart made the free throws and the rest is history and the Celtics move on to the finals. But it was it was um, painful to say the least. But the Celtics still found a way on the road. We and they, They've got seven seven road wins in this postseason, which I think is, is amazing. So it's tough for me to pick against them when every time I think that they're toast, their backs are against the wall, they seem to win on the road and in a hostile environment. Kyle Lowry stays in shape. They're winning the, they win the series. Yeah, and obviously Lowry was a shell of what he was. He played hard. And he I'm not taking anything away from the Celtics because yeah. they're phenomenal. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you, and I think that the Heat were a little bit short. Tyler Hero, he played in the game, but yeah, only well, seven. He played seven minutes. He didn't have it. In the, he had, still had that groin injury. Man. He tried to play through it. He played seven minutes. He wasn't effective. So, of course, you had the Heat a little bit short-handed. P.J. Tucker dropped a donut. He had the goose egg. He was trying to hit corner threes. But look at the Celtics. You had Rob Williams playing on one leg again. He looked like that knee was bothering him. He looked slow, and that's going to be definitely a factor going forward in the series as we start to talk about the finals. The only way you beat Steph Curry... And the Golden State Warriors is if you play like the Detroit Pistons, you have to put the fear of God into them. All right, Nails wants to go bad boys 88, 89 and start rolling, guys. I don't think no, we have I'm a not saying I don't think that. we have a Rick Mahorn on the on, on the roster. I know we don't have James Buddha Edwards either. Um Rodman and Sally are not yeah. walking into the gym anytime soon. No, but you have to play that <laughs> no. style against them because yeah, they are a rhythm team. You need to disrupt that rhythm. Yeah. You need to make them afraid to take a layup, afraid to I'm not saying hurt them. We don't want no, to. No, I don't mean I don't mean take someone out. Yeah. I don't mean take your legs no. out. But you're saying like there's no you easy there's no easy layups, you're saying. No. But you got a guy like Curry who shoots 95% from the line. You make him yeah, afraid. so what? He keeps hitting, he keep, you keep nah, knocking him down. I mean, he's going to make gotta, two gotta, every time. You've got to rattle him. You yeah. just, you, he's going to get his points. He's going to get his points. He's going to get his points. Uh, oh, God. I mean, the guy, guys, he's on another level. Well, so obviously the Celtics, Warriors, on the road. They're on the bay. Thursday night, 9 p.m. Sports Jumps will be on 88.1 FM, WELH, 8 to 9. So it's going to be right around the time as we wrap up episode 50. The Celtics and Warriors tip it off in game one of the NBA Finals. It's an absolute, It's I think it's going to be a great series. It's going to be a lot of fun. And obviously, I'm just hoping that obviously the Celtics can walk in here and at least steal one of those first two games because it seems like they do play better on the road. <laughs> it, just, it, seems it seems like, like when that. the pressure's on them, they're just phenomenal. Yeah, so what, they need to lose a game to win a game? I kept saying I, that. It's just it crazy. Make sense. It's just crazy. So I, I, I look at some of the matchups, Nails, and I'm, and I'm looking at this Warriors team. And, of course, you look at the defensive stoppers. Each team has one. Marcus Smart's the intangible guy for the for the Celtics. He does all the lunch peel stuff. And, of course, I think you know Draymond Green does the same thing yeah. for Golden State. 
their different positions so they won't be guarding each other. But you got to wonder, like, who Draymond's going to be on? Obviously, you would assume that he'd be on Tatum. Mm-hmm. And, of course, as the Celtics go, the Celtics are different because they don't just guard one guy. They switch everything on the perimeter. So you see a lot of switches going on. So, like, you know, may think that a guy's guarding someone, but usually at some point during the 24-second shot clock – that the Celtics do a lot of switching on the perimeter. So you never know who's going to end up, you know, who's going to have, who's Curry going to have on him where he can beat someone off the dribble. But Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, they're great one-on-one defenders. They're good help defenders. And of course, Marcus Smart, we're hoping with the ankle injury and a bunch of things that he's got going on with his body, we hope that he can play all, you know, we hope it's a long series and a good series. We hope Smart's healthy for this entire series because it may come down to health. Well, um, I, I like the matchups. Um, I think the Celtics have to stay consistent. Obviously, they have to stay consistent. And like I said, they, they need to play hard. Yeah. You know, don't forget, Celtics are a rhythm team too. Jason Tatum gets it to a rhythm. He's not missing. But he cannot get the ball two minutes left and pass it. You are the superstar. Let's do it. I will say this, Nails. After watching that seven-game series with the Heat, it seemed like Brown and Tatum, a lot of turnovers, a lot of flailing. Brown looks like he's going to fall over his own two feet. But I do believe that in this series, I believe that the Heat have better defensive team as far as like helping and knocking their hands at the ball. It seemed like Brown and Tatum got the ball whacked out of their hands. And I think in this series, I don't think Jordan Poole's stopping anybody on defense. Andrew Wiggins has come a long way on his defense, so I do like him. Curry's a gambler on defense. And Klay Thompson... He was an all-defensive guy four or five years ago, but since that injury, I don't think he's the same Not guy. The same. So I think that the Celtics can exploit some of those matchups, and I think they're going to be able to score, and I think it could be an offensive series. I do think that Golden State is a little bit deeper with their rotation. They can score more points because they've got three or four options. And, of course, I mentioned to the aforementioned Jordan Poole. He's going to be a guy you got to watch out for because he can explode for 20 or 25. I hate to bring this topic up, but if you had to rate the refs uh, in the Miami Celtics uh Playoff series. I mean, there's a lot of complaints about the refs yeah. being inconsistent, but that's yeah, all the, the way around the, the Miami game, side. The rhythm of the basketball game is is over. Yeah, because they have these. The, 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 um, they have the 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 calls where they're gonna go look at the call and they gotta look at it and then the rhythm. You can't. There's no rhythm anymore. I can't stand Ooh. it. Oh, I'm so glad you brought this up, Neil. So what did you? And I don't know if you saw this, but I mean, it was it's something that was subtle. It came after a break. I didn't even pick up on it. But so Max Struess hit a three pointer from the corner for Miami. Yeah. Okay, kind of was on the. Yeah, it kind of yeah. cut the. De- but at that time, it was considered a three pointer. So now, as the game went on, three four minutes later, I guess you know, of course, the announcer Mike Breen, who unfortunately had COVID, couldn't announce the game. It was mocked. Jones doing the game with with Van Gundy and Jackson. He said all of a sudden, now the Celtics go to the line, and you think they're only up six, but now they're back to up 11 because they took the three off the board and they got two free throws. So basically, my point is the Struce three-pointer turned out he had his foot on the line or the back of his foot. They took the three-pointer away. Now, I guess Struce is jerked about it a day later or something, two days later. The replays are ridiculous. Well, but they, what they do, they but they didn't. But on this one, you keep saying they stopped the game too much. They didn't stop the game yeah. on this one, Nails. They basically like just kept playing. And they, is that, oh, is they, that part? Is that? They, I guess they can do that. I, evidently, they did it. So I'm just saying maybe they're going to look at that in the offseason and change that. But I guess Struess was trying to say, and Spolstra said the same thing. Well, it kind of killed our momentum because now we believe that we're at this point right now and we're not because we thought we were down. You know, you know, six, but now we're down nine, and now it's eleven, and it killed things. But the bottom line is, I saw the replay, and the back of his foot looked like it was, it was it on the line. Like, it looked so, like it was hovering over the line, but it didn't. I, touch. I know it was, it was strange, but I, I was so happy because I was like, wait a minute, how did we build this lead up? We didn't score, and I realized that they, they said the Struz three got taken away. So obviously, you know, they're trying to figure out all this officiating stuff. They do the best that they can. I'd rather see that. 
than them stop the game for five minutes about yeah, an off, I agree. about I, an offensive foul when like the guy pushed off and the guy, what are we doing over here? It yeah. seemed like the Celtics never got those calls. No. They always had them overturned from the Giannis series to this final here. So I don't want to hear about like Miami's end the, of it. The, the thing, Celtics deserve it. The thing it. that cracks me up is this: is when when they blow the whistle, you have an opportunity to look at the screen to see if there actually should be a uh, instant replay call, and you look at it. And you're like, nah, it doesn't look. But they call it like if you yeah. can't tell from the, just don't use that timeout. Right, right. It, it's yeah, you got one bullet to use. Like you got to use that wisely. So yeah. obviously the players are always doing a little spin yeah, with the every, hands. Every play. It's like every play, spin, spin, spin. Like the coaches are like, I got one. I got to use it wisely. Probably save it to the fourth quarter in a close game. I'm not going to use it. But I thought that was a good thing. Obviously it helped the Celtics. They win the game 100 to 96. That three pointer could have made a big difference. And I respect Spolstra for saying that that we lost the game. And that's you know of course that was an unfortunate thing for us. But it didn't cost us the game. There were many more plays that could have been made that weren't made. So, of course, the Celtics move on to the finals. It's going to be the Celtics and Warriors best out of seven. And i I, I got to be honest with you. I like the Warriors in this series, unfortunately. But I will say this. The Celtics, I give them a punch's chance, and I'll tell you why. Their ability to win on the road. Yeah. And even though they don't have the home court, seven game series. I may like the fact that they've only got three games, at, as you would say, the bean, and I four games in the bay. And I think that the Celtics, I don't know. I, I'm still going to pick Golden State in this series in seven. I am going to pick them. But right. I, think the Cel- I'm, I, I think the Celtics are going to give them a run for their money. And a lot of people were talking about Steph Curry's legacy. He does have three rings, but people said, well, he's never won finals MVP before. Well, that's because Kevin Durant was there for two years and he ripped it from him. Yeah. So obviously a lot of people believe that the Warriors have to win this series and Steph has to win an MVP to cement his legacy. But we're not worried about that here in New England. We'd love to see the Celtics hoist being on number 18. Kevin Durant's fishing. That's all that matters. All right, 20 minutes left here on the 50th episode of The Chumps. Nails has uh, Kevin Durant like bass fishing in the, in the water right now. Trout fishing with Kyrie Irving possibly. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who he's Stop. got with him, but it didn't work out for Durant and Kyrie. No. He left. He left Golden State to build his own super team, and it has not worked yeah. out. They'll and be playing co- three on three soon. And of course, Ky- <laughs> you know Durant has to watch his 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 old Warrior team in the finals, and of course, Kyrie's old Celtics are in the finals right now. So let's just hope it's a great series, and that with a week. From now, we're talking, about a, we're talking about a close series. Yeah, it's going to be a great series. Um, that's a wrap. Who do you like? Uh, me. You know, I got to go with you. I got to go with, with... I love the Celtics. But if I'm a betting man, I'm taking uh, the Warriors in seven. It's got to go seven. Yeah. They're both hard team. Like I said, for the Celtics to win, they got to be mean. Yeah. You don't see a series where like the Celtics get a couple of token wins and make it like a seven game uh, series. They're really not, not in Curry, it. Man. You you yeah. Curry has a switch. He's like, "All right, I got to stop playing." Yeah. He just turns it on. All right, if he starts with the mouthpiece out of the mouth again, I'm jumping yes. through the tube. All right, keep it in your mouth. Don't if, keep if, it out of your if, mouth. If Draymond Green does his antics and the Celtics can ignore him, they have a really good shot yeah. cuz he's going to instigate the Well, and you know what? With him, that's the other thing. Well, Golden State's got to worry about this. There's always a time where he may pop his cork and he may hurt his team yeah. by getting a technical or doing something Smart, foolish. Smart so make him, might make him, might ruffle his feathers a little bit. Yeah. Not that they're going to be playing one another, but right. he might instigate them. Right. You know. A lot of people think that the Celtics are playing with house money. They were, the, you know, they were, they weren't even a playoff team three months ago. Now they're in the finals. I think you only get so many opportunities and so many bites at the apple. We don't know what's going to happen next year. You got a chance to win an NBA championship. You, you go out. You go out and you the get it. The problem with the Celtics, I think, is no one thinks that Jason Tatum is for real. He proved he's for real 
yeah. Sunday night. We had this discussion. Is he a legitimate superstar? If he wins, I'm going to say this. Yeah. He's, he's on the cusp of becoming a franchise player. If he wins a championship, he's a franchise player. He's there. He's there. He's there. He's there. I don't care if he no, won I mean, one or seven. One, yeah, you're, you're right. Franchise at some point, you're measured on hardware. And, yeah. of course, if he can elevate them for the season they had starting out, you know, 18 and 21 and winning 33 of the last 43 during the regular season, and he's been on a roll, and he's definitely carried this team with a lot of help with Brown and Smart and all the guys that have helped him. And let's give a lot of credit to Brad Stevens and Emi Udoka for doing a great job as a head coach and GM, bringing in Derek White, who helped the team. He played oh, well kids. in those couple of games. White, White played off, off the he charts. Took a, took a, a, uh, an elbow, uh, was it an elbow? Yeah. He took something yeah. off the head. He got stitches. Yeah, he's had a, he's had a, he's had a he's strange had a, week. He had, a child. He, he had a boy. He missed yeah. the game. He's been battling through yeah. it. He had 22 in games. Yeah, he, he had 22 in game six. Unfortunately, they wasted that when they couldn't finish it in Boston. But they went to Miami and they took care of business. So yeah, he's the plug for the team. If he if he has a good game, they win. I mean, I shouldn't say that because they they lost when he had a good game. But he, right, right. You know, yeah. No, he's definitely a guy you trust him more than like a Peyton Pritchard, who's a second year guy who really yeah. hasn't gotten a lot of run. Yeah. So it's obviously you never know who's going to contribute. It could be Robert Williams with a bad knee, and then Daniel Tice is going to have to play. So you just don't know who you're going to have to plug and play. The Celtics are not very deep, and that's where Golden State's got a little bit more depth in the seas. All right, we're 43 minutes in. You're locked into episode 50 on 88.1 FM WELH Province. You can check out all of our podcasts up on our website. Our website is thesportschumps.com. Click on the Spotify link, and all 49 podcasts will be up. Number 50 will be up by Thursday. You can email Mike or Dean with any questions, concerns, or comments at thesportschumps at gmail.com. The phone line is open for 018959791. Moving on. MLB, Major League Baseball, the Sox tank. Uh, they had a game against Baltimore. I believe it was what last night? They lost 10 donut. 10-0. Circular file donut. They were doing good. Oh, wow. No, they're not doing good. Actually, you went to a game, what? When yeah, so go? I went Saturday, and of course, I was fortunate enough to see the rare win. They lose three out of five to the Orioles in a series where, shame on me for thinking, because I always say Baltimore's a glorified AAA team, that the Sox should win four out of five in the series minimum or sweep, but it's tough to sweep five games. You had a doubleheader on Saturday. I was fortunate enough to be there to see Nate Evaldi go nine innings in his first complete game in his 11-year career. So I was fortunate, but overall, the Celtics, the Celtics, the Sox lose the series th uh, three out of five and they get smoked on Monday night and now they're losing to the Cincinnati Reds going into the ninth inning on Tuesday night one to nothing so right now I look at this team at 23 and 26 they're still in fourth place and I got to be honest with you Niels as the clock as the uh the the calendar starts to tick towards June oh god I, I hate to say this to you but um I know it's only uh 49 tonight's their 50th game I think I think they're done wow you're throwing the, you're throwing the white flag up already Nah, it's not like you. <laughs> I know it's not like me. I'm so I'm so I'm so frustrated on what I've seen from this team that they can't hit good pitch and everyone says they got this this great lineup. They scored 15 runs in the game, 16 runs. The next night they don't score a run. They're inconsistent. I, and I'm right now I don't care. You're G disgusted. I'm I'm disgusted. And I know JD Martinez, who you said was checked, he's hitting 365, but he's got five dingers. He's a singles hitter now. The team is just like right now. I just don't see the upside. Ovaldi went out and saved the bullpen with a doubleheader on Saturday by pitching nine. But right now, I just don't think they can string enough series together as they seem like they were starting to win series. Now the bats are going silent again. And I just think with the Yankees at, I believe, 33 and 14, I don't think you're touching them. And, I, and I'll be honest with you, I don't think you're touching a wild card right now. I just so. saw a stat on Trevor Story, uh, 
uh, when he played, was it Colorado he played for? Mm-hmm. He has, since they started measuring the home runs, mm-hmm. he has one of the longest home runs ever hit in Colorado, five change. Yeah, all right. I, you know what? And thank you for telling me that. But, like, all right, whether it goes 390 or five change, like, it's still one dinger. It's like, what are we doing over here? He's, he was hot, and now he's cooled off. And I'm sorry, he had a great May, and he had player of the week, and he had 21 RBIs in seven games. But that's run its course, too. So now who's going to pick up the slack? They can't beat the Reds tonight, who started the season 3-18. and 18, All right, so they're losing They're losing to the sisters of the poor, okay? So socks are toast, all right? So the baseball season's not going the way that I was hoping all it was right. going to go. And Hashtag I'm not gonna, Trevor Star. If you're listening, Dean the Dream says you're awful. He says, step your game up and play like you know how to play. You're getting paid the big bucks. Let's make it. Oh, happen. and by the way, I go to the game sadly, and even though they won, I want to see him play because he's been playing good baseball lately. And of course, because it's a doubleheader. Let's not burn him out. He don't play in game one, so Christian Arroyo plays second base and actually had a pretty good game. But I don't get to see the guy, their free agent signing, the guy that I actually want to see. And on the other side, for the Baltimore Orioles, I mentioned last week about the kid Adley Rushman, who was the number one pick in yeah. the draft. He didn't play in the in game one. He played in the nightcap, which, of course, Baltimore won. But I didn't get to see him. He's supposed to be a franchise player, the switch-hitting catcher out of Oregon State. So it looks like the Orioles are starting to get better, and the Red Sox are just kind of spinning their wheels right now. So I, I'm, I'm, it's episode 50. I'm trying to be positive here, so I, I'm going to let it go at this point. It's over. The season, um, <laughs> we you still have socks wrapped. No, up I still fishing. we still have Trout, to. With the rant and, we still and, have and to. And Irving. We still have to cover it, but no, I don't think anybody's dropping any sage soon. But they still got 112, 110, no rides. They still got one hundred and twelve games to play, so I got to stick through it. But I, I'm not feeling good about their wow. chances right now. So I hate to say it after fifty that they're toast, but I, I think they're they're in a lot of trouble. Let's just say that. All right, so episode fifty, the socks are toasted fifty. We're hitting 50 minutes on episode 50. Solid. Up next, Solid. NHL. NHL. Yeah, so I'm just going to mention it real quick, Nails. Um, Edmonton in the uh, Western Conference, they're going to go against Colorado. You know I love the kid Connor McDavid. I'm rooting for the Oilers there. Colorado has the better hockey team. A lot of people like the uh, the Avalanche in this series. And, of course, Tampa Bay is going to go against the Rangers, who um, eliminated the Carolina Hurricanes last night. And shame on the Hurricanes. They had a home game here. They uh, they lost six two in game seven and and did not win a road game the whole the entire playoff. So it's amazing that they even got back to a a place where they had a chance to win on their home ice. Eventually, it's going to burn you if you don't win on the road. You got you get you got to win you got to win away from away from your home ice at some point. And the uh, New York Rangers, and you know I'm not a New York guy, yep. but I think for the I think for viewership and for the for the good of hockey, I like to see the New They're York doing team New in York there. Well. Yeah, I would. Yeah. And they haven't won a they haven't won a Stanley Cup since obviously Mark Messier in 1994. They just had him on. Oh, really? Yeah, had him on. Uh, they had him on ESPN. They was kind of like to pump the fact that the team thing, won yeah. and all that. Okay, yeah, they called him in. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Hey, he was an integral part of those teams yeah. with Gretzky. And, and of course, yeah. you know, they had some great teams there. And, uh, Andy yeah, they really Mo- pushed it for New York. Andy Mogan, the pipes. Yeah, yeah. So, of course, Rangers in Tampa Bay. Of course, I like Tampa Bay because they got Vasilevsky in the net. I think he's tremendous. I think he's the X factor. So, I'm going to take until someone beats Tampa Bay, I like, I like the lightning in that one. All right, solid. NHL, that's a wrap on NHL. Uh, moving on, we actually, this 50th episode... We are going to keep it positive. We are not going to do one of our favorite topics, the chump of the week. 
Can I just tell you, sure. if I were to do the chump of the week, I, it was, go, it, it was gonna possibly going to be Lisa yeah. Salters from ESPN, not to go back to the Celtic thing. I thought that that was almost criminal that she did the interview. And by the way, she's tremendous at what she does. Yep. Okay, she's, and I'm, I don't want to get into, get personal. She's definitely no Nia Long when you're, you know, as far as, as far as eye candy, but that's a whole, ELH, ELH. So let me ask you a question. Here. Do you think Udoka refused to be interviewed? Oh, see, I don't, yeah, I, I don't know that, but I would assume that he's in the mix that you bring him on. So she decides when, obviously Tatum gets the award, she interviews JT. I get it. Then she interviews JB. All right, he's the second star, the Batman, he's the Robin to Batman. Then she brings Marcus Smart on. All right, where's Udoka? Udoka and Stevens were there. You could have brought Stevens on and said, "Oh, what a transformation! You went from the from the sidelines to the to the front office. You know, well, you brought in Derek White. It worked out. How about that?" Did you, you stay up the whole night and watch ESPN? I watched everything that they had. I don't know if, if your boy Van Pelt brought him back later. I don't know that. I flipped on Comcast and I watched Scalabrini and the boys, and I and I saw Udoka in the locker room talk to his team. Which you know what. You can't even put a price tag on that, the way he talked to his team. I love He's him. Solid. He's done a great job. So I just wanted to say, poor job on Lisa Saltis' part. Whether they brought him back later on, I did not see that, but I don't think they did. And I'm surprised I haven't heard much backlash about that, but it, it upset me a little bit. So there's bit. no Trump of the Week, but you're a little upset. She'd then. be the Trump of the Week, if if so, but I'm going to try to keep it positive here. All right. You want to roll with this, this day in sports history? I do. Okay. I do. Sorry. Right. So I'm throwing two at you really quick because they're yep. kind of equated to each other. They batted 3-4 in the lineup. On June 2nd, 1935, Babe Ruth reti retired from baseball. Of course, we know the story. Sold by the Red Sox to the Yankees to reverse the curse. Yeah, to support some uh, Broadway Nonsense. show. Yeah, Nanak Nune, whatever it was. Um, he had 714 home runs. He passed away at. Uh, 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 in, in 1948, Babe Ruth, an absolute legend. We all know about that. But the main guy here is June 2nd, 1941. Unfortunately, Lou Gehrig passed away from ALS. Okay? And, of course, we know the story there. 2,130 the games. He had the Iron Horse. He took over for Wally Pip in, two, in uh, 1925. And the rest is history. He played 2,130 games. And, of course, Ruth and Gehrig together in that lineup helped the Yankees win many World Series, I believe nine or ten. And, of course, they had that team in 27, Murderer's Row, they called it, with Tony Lazari and the boys. And, of course, Lou Gehrig, they have the movie after him. And, of course, to this day, it's still considered, you know, they call that the Lou Gehrig disease. And, unfortunately, I hate to say, still don't have a cure for it, unfortunately. No. All right, local flavor. Yeah, the Willow Warrior Spotlight, as Nails would say. Um, seasons are winding down here. The uh, Varsity Baseball team split two games with Charo. They had a little double dip going here. So they, uh, they lost 8-3 to three, but came back to beat them 4-2. And the girls softball team rolled 9-4 over Classical. And um, the Wheeler uh, Varsity Lacrosse team, boys lacrosse, they won 13-5 over Lincoln. So, of course, the kids are still playing great, doing their job down the stretch here as the as a lot of these kids in their senior seasons are looking forward to, you know, pretty close to graduation here. We're getting close to the uh, to the finish line as, as we get close to the finish line of uh, of episode 50 with the, uh, with the sports. A little jobs. update on Cincinnati and Boston. It is the top of the ninth since he's up 1-0. Yeah, so as I said earlier, Niels, the Sox bats went silent, and it just takes you maybe one bad game to go all of a sudden, all those bats, you know, and everyone says, oh, he scored 16 runs last night. Yeah, but they can't score one run tonight. And they faced the kid Luis Castillo for Cincinnati, who's an elite pitcher. He's got the 98-mile-an-hour fastball with the 85-mile-an-hour changeup. He, he had nine strikeouts for the first five innings, and the Red Sox can't seem to get on the board. But Cincinnati is one of the one of the doormats of the NL uh, Central. So it's, this could be tough after losing three 
out of five to Baltimore. You've got two games with Cincinnati before you go west to play the Oakland Athletics, and it looks like the Red Sox are going to take another one on the So gym. after tonight's game, if they lose, put a fork in them, it's over? Uh, That's what you just... I, I, I am. I hate to say I, I can't believe look, I'm saying disturbed. it. I'm disturbed. I'm disturbed. I had a little hop in my step. Being at the game, sadly, seeing Evaldi go nine. I was fourth row. You could hear the ball pop in the mid. 97-mile-an-hour fastball in the ninth inning. And he's saying, shut it down. We got another game tonight. Don't worry about the bullpen, Cora, because I'm finishing this game. I'm going to pick this team up, put them on my back. And he did that. And they went out in the nightcap and lost 4-2. Four to, four to two. They had a lustless game, no offense, and they've carried it over. They lose 10, to, as you said, 10 to nothing on Monday night, and it looks like they're going to lose another one to the Reds. All right. Tonight, so. As Dream would say, we're in late, late, late innings here on the Sports Chumps. And Dream has the Red Sox done for the season. So, officially, we're going to say that the Yankees are going to take it all. I'll never stop watching them. And I have to report it for the show, but I just, no, I love them. Eight men out, done. But I mean, I I, I was questioning my life last night to be sitting (laughs) in the cave, watching them lose 10, don't it? I finally popped Ozark in because I'm trying to watch the final 14 episodes. All right, I hit Netflix late, late, late innings here on episode 50, an iconic episode. The Sox were brutal last night. Guy, Rich Hill was throwing bat in practice. They were racing to the bat racks without helmets. They didn't care. He was throwing 88 cheddar. He was getting ripped. Hanging curveballs were going over the monster. As Lin- I know Nails loves when I say it. Many balls onto Lansdowne Street last night. As you like, between that and when I say they, they refer back to Secaucus for, for, the, for the challenge calls. All right, episode 50, <laughs> legendary show. We got five minutes left. Do a little free talk. Uh, go ahead, Dream. What do you got? Yeah, for which me? you know, I was going to ask you. Like, so you know, obviously, we started this thing last June, and it's funny because it's like I feel like we've put so much into it. It's like when we started this in June. Don't forget, with the COVID season before, the NBA was sort of in the playoffs yeah. into the finals. So we're basically, well, if you count that, you're basically we're already into like the culmination of two basketball seasons. You know what? So what's funny? You know, during COVID, Reno Gym had more people watching than the NBA on a Sunday morning. Ooh, I, I love this because here we are, five minutes left on episode 50, and I wanted to tell you something, another thing that just came to my mind as you mentioned Ray Nones, and I'm not going to like toot my own horn, but so I told you Joe Mazzulla is an assistant for the, for the Celtics, yeah. done a great job, but he's also one of those guys that's in the background all the time mm-hmm. that you usually see in the second tier of coaches because yeah. he's got Damon Stoudemire in the front there with him, little Mighty Mouse used to play I for like the Raptors. That. Okay, but I found out recently that that I guess during the playoffs, they feature some of those guys in the background. Each series, one guy gets featured more as far as on the court, dealing with the team one-on-one. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, if you looked at some of the timeouts last night as they were going to break, Joe Mazzulla was on the court, where before he'd be in the background. Of course, anybody knows Joe Mazzulla from Johnston, went to Hendrick in high school. He was the Gatorade Player of the Year. All state. I interviewed him when he was a kid, and now you know. Obviously, his dad gave me a shot. Raynon's gym gave me my own team in the Johnson Rec League. A lot of good things here, and of course, Joe Mazzulla has been linked to the to the West Virginia job, replacing Bob Huggins. I just thought it was kind of ironic. I'm looking at a kid that I interviewed and did an article on when I was a writer back about 15 years ago. Joe Mazzulla's on the court at, uh, on Sunday night during a big game against the uh, against the Miami Heat, and I just I can't believe how far he's come. And it's a great it's a great story. If you're in the pros and you have some kind of a job in the pros and, and you're in the little circle that they have, and you get offered a job to go to college, 
would you accept it or would you still mingle in the pros? Well, so if I'm a, if I'm an assistant in the pros, I, I if I'm him or if I'm anybody, if I'm an assistant in the pros, I'm not thinking about a, a head coaching job in the NBA. I'm saying if I can get a head coaching job that I like in college, I'm going back. That's how you, that's not really to me going backwards. Now, if if obviously if you you're not going to go to college to be an assistant, I'm going to go back to be a head coach. They give him the West Virginia job, just say that happens. He's he's locked in over there. That's his that's his gig. But if they were to say, you know, an assistant job, no, I'm going to stay in the pros and wait it out. Maybe I end up as a head coach. And I told you this before. I think Brad Stevens loves him. And I most most times when a new head coach comes in, as Udoka did, usually they, they they rotate the inventory. But he stayed, and I think it was Stevens who said, stick with this kid. He can bring a lot to the table. And Joe Mazzulla, shout out to him. His brother Justin, who played at New Hampshire this past season, I'm sorry, transferred to Vermont came from George Washington. It's a great story, and it's a local thing, and it resonates with me, and it's a, it's a feel-good story. Right. It's really nice. All right. Well, you answered my question. It is what it is. Me, personally, I wouldn't just go... I would stay in the pros and move around. Right, right. I, I don't know. I just feel like... You Chance know, be- I know I know people have come from college, obviously, up to yeah. the pros, and they just they, they suck at well, it. Well, then Joe has to decide, do I want to be the guy who's, if I take the college job, well, now i got to do all the recruiting, i got to go out yeah, and hit the pavement, or you stay in the pros with guys that are prima donnas. There's a lot of give and take. It's, yeah. it's whatever you want yeah. it to be. But I love seeing him on the sidelines with the Celtics and, and being an integral part of the fact that the Celtics are on to the NBA Finals coming up on Thursday night. Episode 50, that's a wrap. Uh, thank you for your yearly participation in listening to the Sports Chumps. We hope you uh, stick with us into the second year. And uh, shout out to all our supporters. Thank you very much. My name is Mikey Nails. And I'm Dean the Dream, and you've been listening to the Sports Chumps on 88.1 FM, WELH, Providence. Episode 50 was a lot of fun. Let's do 50 more. We'll see you next week.